This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Ensure your next purchase is a real deal and shop authentic handbags, watches, sneakers, streetwear and jewellery from eBay, backed by Authenticity Guarantee. Visit ebay.com for terms. If I know um, Chris, he has 20,000 tabs oh, he could close. Stop. <laughs> you don't know me at all. Hey there, listeners, future callers, and cooking enthusiasts. This is Dinner SOS, the show where we help you save dinner or whatever you're cooking. I'm Chris Morocco, food director of Bon Appetit and Epicurious. Rachel and her boyfriend love scallops. When they go out to eat and scallops are on the menu, they are in. But at home? So if I cook them, they are overcooked. And okay. if he cooks them, they are undercooked. We have tried different recipes. We have tried different scallops. We have tried different pans. And I, it's, you know, I see you smiling. I feel like it's not that difficult. And I know it can't be that difficult. No, no, no. I but mean... we cannot do it. And they're expensive. And Rachel's not alone. Lots of people are intimidated by scallop cookery. Because the shellfish are so delicate and cook so quickly, they can be, well, unforgiving. Much like something else Rachel loves. Another thing that my boyfriend and I probably love more than scallops is Gordon Ramsay, specifically Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> big, big fans of the show. I think my boyfriend watches most of Gordon Ramsay's stuff, but we especially love Hell's Kitchen. Okay. We have been to Hell's Kitchen in Las Vegas, honestly went in with not a lot of expectations because, you know, it's a, it's a TV show, but it was delicious. Everything was we had was delicious. The scallops were perfect. <laughs> we we're like, how can we get these Gordon Ramsay scallops? Hold on, but hold okay. on. Pause. So... You went to Hell's Kitchen in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. and you ordered scallops, yes. as you do. Yes. And what was on the plate? I can't remember, actually. I think it was just the scallops, or as Gordon calls them, scallops. 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 Yep. <laughs> just the scallops and maybe some, like, puree. It was like a we had a three-course meal, so that was the that was the appetizer. Were they were they seared? Seared, yeah. Seared. Seared just perfectly. Any discernible sauce or flavors? You can recall? Definitely like a buttery garlic. Buttery garlic. Okay, so that was sort of your ideal scallop preparation. Nicely seared, great color, not overcooked, a simple sauce, maybe garlicky, maybe buttery. Mm -hmm. But if you're, you know, thinking about are there any other flavors or things you would want to bring to the scallops or is that like it? I do have another scallop story. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So uh, when my boyfriend and I first started going out a very long time ago, uh, one of the first, like, you know, we went for a few drinks for the first two dates. And then our third date, we went to this really great restaurant. And I ordered this scallop and risotto dish. And it was like a truffle, garlicky, perfect seared mushroom risotto with, again, sorry, perfect seared scallops. And we were both like, this is 
just so, this is so amazing. We love this food. I remember we ordered it for uh, takeout one night. You ordered a truffled scallop risotto for takeout. Yeah, it was so expensive, but we were obsessed. <laughs> it was Sunday. It was raining. We were like, let's order it. And it was just as good as if we'd gone to the restaurant. So we were obsessed wow. with this restaurant. Our absolute favorite. COVID came along. It closed yeah. down. It has uh, not reopened. I shoot. dream about that scallop and risotto dish. Wow. So then we were like, let's try to recreate this during COVID. And um, yeah. Okay. Now, I'm sorry. Like, we're very deep in the weeds of this thing, but but we're going to figure it out. And I just need to know, like, establish, like, your kind of baseline for what you've tried. Now, talk to me about your pan. I, I don't know what to tell you except that it's a nonstick pan. It was a nonstick yes. pan. Okay. Oh, so, and also Gordon tells you to put them in like a, a clock formation. Don't meaning, know if you knew that. Put, lay them into the skillet, sort yeah, of moving like around. If, yes. Which, sort of like a sort of like a like the numbers on a clock. We tried that also, didn't work. Okay, so <laughs> you have a nonstick pan. Yeah. Do you have a non-nonstick pan? Yeah, I, I probably, yes. Yeah, like a stainless steel yeah, yeah. or a cast iron, mm-hmm. something like that? Mm-hmm. You've got that. I think I don't need so. to, like, go down to the kitchen I, I, and, or I up to the so. kitchen. I don't know. I, I don't know specifics of every pan that we have. Okay. You're not a metallurgist no. on the side? Okay. And where were you getting your scallops from? Whole Foods, which yep. we thought, you know, they're expensive. They're, I'm sure they're great. And then we were like, maybe it's the scallops. Maybe Whole Foods, it's not as fresh as, as we thought it was going to be. So then we went to like an, an actual a fishmonger yeah. in our neighborhood in Brooklyn. We're like, we'll take eight of those and it's like okay. $200. Not $200, yeah. but you know. That's a lot. We get the fresh scallops and then it was like, maybe they're too thick. And you're getting fresh, large sea scallops mm-hmm. that have already been shucked. Already been shucked. Row not attached. Not attached, yes. Okay. And then when you put the scallops in the skillet, there was oil in there? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Lots of oil. What were you hearing? Uh, like a like a frying noise. Yeah? Yeah. A- audible frying. Audible frying, yeah. Like the, the pan was very, very hot. Do you have a vented hood over your stove? We do not. Wait. Okay. And does yeah. it actually suck the air out somewhere else? Is it just kind of feed it back into your, like, kitchen living That's a room? great question. I do not know. Like, when you sear a steak, mm-hmm. does it kind of, like, smoke up the apartment and set off your fire alarm? Yes. Great. Okay. <laughs> yes. So you probably don't have a vented hood. Okay. Okay. But that's good. So you know what it means to, like, really crank the temp on something. Mm-hmm. When you put the scallops into the skillet with some oil, mm-hmm. audible searing. Yes. What happened next? Did you touch them or did you just kind of leave them there? I'll leave them for like a couple of minutes. And then I sometimes like I get impatient and I press them down with a the mm. some kind of a utensil. I don't know which one it is. Fish slicer. That was a groan of disapproval in case that right, didn't figure. come through clearly enough <laughs> and then over I flip on that them end. Over. Okay. And then if there's a lot of butter in the pan, I'll like ladle the butter on, on top of it because I saw Gordon Ramsay do that. Okay. And so you're so you're introducing butter after having flipped them. Yes. But talk to me more about so this initial sear. Mm-hmm. You're leaving them for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. You press, like let's say three. I think we established that you press Pressing, down on them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then how long are they on that second side? Um, and if you had to break it down into like what proportion of the cook was on the first side and what proportion of the cook was on the second side? I would say 
God, that's a great question. It's been so long since yeah, I've cooked them. No, I'm, I'm trying to— um, Well, you're, you're scarred. I panic. You're wounded. I, I panic. Yeah, you panicked. So and... I flip it over. I think it's longer when I flip them over because then I'm like, oh, this doesn't look cooked. And then I'll look at, like, the sides, try and throw the butter on the side to yep. cook the sides. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, okay, and I know, like, I swear I will be done asking questions soon, um, but not yet. So you're you're putting the butter on mm-hmm. after having flipped the scallops. Yeah. And is the butter changing color? Is it starting to foam? Yeah. Is it browning? Brown, browning. It's, it's I don't browning. know about foaming, but br- but browning, yeah, I think it's definitely going okay. brown. Yeah. Something's happening. Yes, something is definitely happening. Okay, so we have a number of scallop recipes that we can, you know, turn you on to. That's no problem. You know, I'll, I'll figure out who a good co-host would be to kind of come in. We'll give you some recipe options. But I think the key with a scallop, generally speaking, is you're never going to achieve that perfect deep golden brown on both sides, nor should you try because you'll only dry them out in trying to get to that, you know, that result. Okay. It's about getting an amazing sear on that first side. And then on the second side, boom, butter goes in, cha-cha-cha, a little baste, and then you're done and they come out, you know? Of course. So... Anyway, I just feel like we got to get you back on the seahorse here right. and, you know, kind of figure this out for you because there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to make great scallops yourself at home. Great. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm on a scallop kick for certain. For months. Every time I've looked over at Kendra Vaculin Station in the test kitchen, she's been cooking scallops. I actually have like five scallop recipes in the works at work, which is kind of cuckoo, but it is where I'm at. I just love them so much. Why didn't we approve that? Like, (laughs) because I'm just really convincing here and there. I'm so convincing. I keep making you think we need more scallops and I'm right. Will Kendra's scallop expertise give Rachel the confidence she needs to achieve perfection in her own pan? We'll find out after the break. Hi there, I'm Deb Perlman, creator and mastermind behind Smitten Kitchen and the author of three cookbooks. And I'm Kenji Lopez-Alt. You might know me from Serious Eats, The Food Lab, and The Walk. We're both professional home cooks, which means that we create and test recipes, obsessing over them until they're just right. And on our new podcast, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb, we'll share our techniques and ingredients so that you can learn everything you need to create your own perfect recipes. From Radiotopia, from PRX... It's The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Out now on your favorite podcast platform. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome back to Dinner SOS. When Kendra and I got Rachel back in the studio, I wanted to dive into another key scallop step, where to buy them and what to ask for. 
So I'm fascinated about this with just with regards to the question of sourcing, because it does speak to an issue that I don't know if it's an issue now the way it was maybe 10 or 15 or more years ago, where, you know, this notion of like wet versus dry scallops. Mm, mm -hmm. Kendra, are you versed in this? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's like wet scallops are scallops that have been treated with a chemical that allows them to absorb more moisture. However, because they're exuding so much moisture as they cook, they don't really brown the same way and the quality is usually not as high. So dry scallops are the ones you want to be looking for. And I just don't know, you know, with regards to your kind of local market there, Kendra, is like, is that something that would be labeled as such? Is that something that you can confirm in terms of your sourcing methodology? Yeah, I have often seen, obviously, in recipes and cookbooks and stuff, calling for dry scallops, but that's never actually been something that I've seen dry or wet as indicated at a fish counter. I think, generally speaking, the scallops you can buy, at least near me, are dry. That is to say, they are wet the way that when you buy meat, it is damp, like, and it has like sort of the juices of itself and you have to pat them dry with a paper towel. And I think that can get confusing for people, but that doesn't mean that it's a capital W wet scallop. It just means it's living its normal scallopy shellfishy life. It has not been treated with the chemicals. It just still needs a pat dry with your paper towel before you get to searing. Chris, do you have thoughts on technique? I want to hear your vibes. Yeah. I mean, salting them well and patting them dry, I usually find helps a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, salting them is going to draw out moisture from them nearly instantly. So it's, you know, nice before they go into the pan to really get them dry so they can make great contact with a really hot sort of surface of your skillet or pan. I think what I remember from last time is that you said I was putting the same, the same time on each side, which you said is wrong. No. I'm delighted you remember that. There's this notion in French cuisine called cooking unilaterally, which really just means cooking something entirely on just one side. And in this case, you're you're then flipping it only to just kiss that second side, make sure it's cooked through, mm. but without actually trying to achieve color on that second side. And I would wager you virtually any time you see like those golden burnished scallops, you know, that are just so classic in terms of a presentation, They've almost always been cooked almost entirely on one side to achieve that deep golden crust. Because if you were to try to create that level of color and depth of sort of surface texture on that second side, you would overcook them hopelessly. So I think that's kind of key. Does that sort of scan for you, Kendra? Yeah. I also think the other thing is when you get that really gorgeous crust, that is what creates like this barrier between the tender flesh of the scallop and the pan such that it is easier to flip. If you try to flip a scallop too soon before Mm. you've developed like real crust, and this is true for any meat, you will like experience some stickage and you might even tear the scallop or the chicken breast or the filet of fish, no matter what it is, if you try to turn it before it's really done on that one side. Um, So that can kind of also give you a little bit of a guidance where if you're having a lot of trouble flipping your scallop, it probably means it needs to go longer on that first side. I usually go, if we're getting into brass tacks here, for the larger scallops, I usually go three minutes on the first side and one minute on the second. Oh, And that really gives me a lot of that beautiful sear, golden brown, crusty sear on the first side. Right. And then we're just cooking it through on the second side because like high quality scallops that you're going to buy at a fish counter and like you should be buying high quality scallops if you can. Like if you get 
a sushi-grade scallop, you can eat that raw. So undercooking that scallop would be preferable to overcooking it. Right. But I do think with the three minutes on one and one minute on the other, you kind of get that perfect just doneness. The other thing I like to do is because of like, you probably have seen this in on TV or in restaurants with an open kitchen or whatever, but that gorgeous basting where people are spooning their beautiful, you know, melty butter that's got a garlic clove in it or woodsy herbs or whatever over the scallops and really imbuing it with all of that luscious flavor. I think people get really excited about that aspect of the cook and just spoon the crap out of it. And then it ends up overcooking the scallop because yeah. you're like, here I am, I'm at the base stage. And then you spend way too long there on the second side of your scallop. And so what I think the move for me usually is, is I put my scallops in a hot pan with a little bit of oil. I let them go for the first two minutes. And then for the last minute of the first side, I throw my knob of butter in the pan. And that gives it the amount of time that the butter needs to completely melt while you're still cooking off on that first side. Then by the time that you're turning your scallops over for your one minute cook on the second side, your butter is already melted. You can get to spooning. One minute later, pull them from the heat. Interesting. Okay. So no spinning on the three-minute side. Exactly. You'll only be basting that gorgeous crust. So by right, you like you build the crust for three minutes. And then when you flip it, that crust is now facing up. So when you're spooning, you're spooning over the gorgeous crust that you created. Right. And because you like let the butter melt while it was down there, you know, when you flip it over, there will be some butteriness to hit that other side of the scallop as well. Um, I think you're just creating, to me, it's like mimicking when you're basting a steak, you want it kind of dripping and lusciously running over the more charred side, the more cooked side. Okay. That makes sense. And in the case of a steak, I mean, just for the audience, in case this is not a technique that you're aware of, like this is something that you see in a lot of professional kitchens. And it's sort of based on this French technique called arrosage, which is basically basting in butter. And it was a way of kind of like initially searing a piece of meat or fish, but then slowing down the cooking process and using that hot fat spooned over to slow the cooking process down, get the interior, you know, to your, you know, kind of level of doneness that you're seeking, but without overcooking the exterior. And Kendra, what you're saying makes like perfect intuitive sense to me. My feeling, and like now we're kind of like, we're truly getting into the brass tacks of it all. Like the recipe that I was going to suggest to Rachel actually breaks those two steps into two distinct processes. Mm. Meaning you brown your butter first with some garlic in it, and you then pour it out and wipe out your skillet. And then you sear your scallops just so that you're not trying to control for, you know, the cook of the scallop along with the sort of deep level of browning of your butter sort of in the same workflow. Should we talk recipes? Are we there? Is it happening? I'm ready. Yeah. Kendra, do you want to talk about the recipe you were thinking about? Yes. Okay. I have to do a small reconsideration here because there were a couple of things. If you need a minute to think, I'm like ready to go. This thing's okay. like literally sitting in a holster on my hip right now. You knock it out first because then I have I have two things I want to say. So you go first. Because you got to plot and scheme and, you know, yeah, kind exactly. of conspire over there. <laughs> I know. I know you. Okay. All right. So Rachel, this is a recipe called garlicky, buttery scallops. And I think that pretty much tells you everything you need to know. Yes. I developed this a little over a year ago. 
And it's kind of based on Spanish-style garlic shrimp. So just lots of seafood, lots of garlicky butter. And like I mentioned, you know, earlier, this really, it separates the sort of the browning of the butter as one process from the searing of the scallops as a second. So to my mind, it, you know, potentially simplifies this process slightly because you can separate the two endpoints you are trying to achieve. One is golden, nutty brown butter with crispy pieces of garlic. The other is a really nicely seared um, scallop, right? As, as opposed to doing those two things together, which can take a little bit more knowledge and awareness, timing, skill, all of those things. And yeah, it's, it's about just being super intentional about, you know, like a modest amount of oil because oil is what's, you know, going to transfer the heat of your skillet to the food in an even way, rather than just having like a few points of contact. That's what really creates like, you know, contact across the full face of the scallop. And so, yeah, you're, you're going to thinly slice a bunch of garlic. You're going to brown your butter with the garlic in there so that both of them turn, you know, brown and lovely and aromatic. Scrape that into a bowl, wipe out your skillet, arrange your scallops and sear them well, mostly on that first side. And then, you know, when they're done, you just lay them onto a platter. You stir a little bit of sherry vinegar into the butter, season it and serve it with a few leaves of basil. And it it just couldn't be simpler, you know, as a way of like really zeroing in on the scallop technique. So that's my thought. But Kendra, what have you got? That sounds really good. Honestly, I'm so hungry now. Um, (laughs) I didn't eat lunch before we recorded and that was really stupid. Okay. So peek behind the curtain. We are recording this earlier in the summer and I have two recipes that by the time this episode goes live, they will both be on the website, but I I can give them to you now because they're my recipes and I'm in charge. (laughs) And this is what (laughs) I have decided. Okay. So the first recipe is from a story that's all about tomatoes that's coming out in the September issue. And it's sort of like ways to use a bounty of tomatoes at that time of the year. And this recipe is scallops in a sun gold tomato sauce. It does include a chorizo product, but without it, I think you will still be totally fine. It's just sort of like an added salty nugget bit in the sauce, but I think just the buttery tomato sauce by itself will still be fantastic. And basically this also separates out those two sides of your scallop into two discrete steps. In it, you pat your scallops dry, you sear them really hard on the one side, and then you move the scallops to a plate. Mm. Then in that same pan, you build your tomato sauce. And then when your tomato sauce is done, you nestle your scallops with that crust side facing up back into the sauce. And in the sauce, that very gently finishes your scallops through. So you're not really worried about overcooking because it's rewarming the scallops and just cooking them through with the protective layer of the sauce in the pan. So rather than the sort of like more extreme heat of surface of your pan directly against your shellfish, which is very delicate, you have this nice buffer um, of all the like swimmy, beautiful, broken down sun gold tomato sauce. Super simple, little smoked paprika in there, which I think can also help give you the flavor that you might be getting from the chorizo, but without it in the sauce. And then you just nestle your scallops back in and it creates this gorgeous skillet. You could bring the skillet directly to the table and scoop that mess over any grain, rice, with pasta, what have you. I think that's a really great option and sort of saves you from the the scary portion of like, when is it finished? And you won't be basting here. The alternative that I was going to pitch is part of our August grilling issue. And this is a 180, but it is (laughs) grilling scallops, um, which is obviously totally different 
than what we were talking about on the stove. I don't know if you have access to a grill or if you ever go someplace with access to a grill, but if you did, scallops need like barely any time at all on the grill to cook. They're actually really simple to grill. They create really delightful grill marks, those char lines in record time, and they take a marinade really nicely. So I did a recipe in the grilling issue that has like a lemony chili marinade for scallops. And I like to do them on a skewer. That way you can turn all your scallops at once and you're not worried about one scallop sort of falling between the grates and into its fiery depths. And that's a really fun way to just like do a summary take on scallops that's different than the stovetop basted version, but no less delicious. Mm, Those are great. Okay. So now do I have to choose Molly? No, <laughs> you don't have no, to choose got now. Time. <laughs> <laughs> well, before you even choose a recipe, you know what I'm also wondering, Rachel? Like it would be really fun to have you come into the test kitchen if you're around. Ra- Kendra, did I mention oh Rachel works for Condé Nast? Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> okay, she's local. This is criminal. Rachel, you need to come to 35. I always have scallops. So just <laughs> come on up to 35 and we can make some together. No prob. Amazing. That sounds great. I'm excited. So with a scallop tutorial scheduled and three recipes on deck, Rachel seems to be set up for success. But will she attain Gordon Ramsay glory? Stick around to find out. Here at Dinner SOS, we love tackling your kitchen issues. But what if I told you there's a way to rescue dinner before it turns into an emergency? With expert insights from the test kitchen, cooking and entertaining tips, and a treasury of over 50,000 recipes, Bon Appetit and Epicurious are your lifelines to rescue any meal. And right now, our listeners can get 20% off an annual digital subscription, including access to the user-friendly Epicurious app. Just use code SOS20 at bonappetit.com. That's SOS20 for a 20% discount on an annual digital subscription to Bon Appetit and Epicurious. Happy cooking. And don't worry, I'll still be here if your dinner plan self-destructs. And we're back with Dinner SOS. So unlike most episodes in which I would say, let's like kind of just get right into the big reveal and talk about that. What I want to talk about is the day you both went to the test kitchen yeah. and cooked scallops. Right. It was special. What? So what happened? Well, I've never First been... of all, she shows up in the best denim jumpsuit I've <laughs> ever seen. <gasps> I was ready for a shift at the mechanics or something. <laughs> Uh, I've never been to the test kitchen before, so it was very exciting um, just in itself being in the test kitchen. But yeah, um, again, this is what on our first conversation, it looks and seems so easy and Kendra made it look so easy and I definitely learned some things. Now I'm going to dump in probably like three tablespoons of oil so that you have... A nice Again, layer of fat. Way more oil than I would than I would usually use. And you want to wait until it's really hot right. before you add your scallops, okay. because that initial moment of the seafood hitting the hot oil, you can't get that back. And then we're at exactly three minutes. And oh, look at that gorgeous amazing. crust wow. that we developed. 
And then we're gonna keep our scallops on one side of the pan and then just get that brown butter and spoon it over the top. Oh my God. So good. Just a good scallop, mm. right? And it took oil and butter and salt. Easy. But even after watching Kendra and doing my own, I mean, they weren't they weren't terrible. They, but they were weren't, great. I mean, one was, I was a little say, burnt. Did or did not you totally rock your own batch? She did. Oh, the did she? Reader, she did. Okay. <laughs> and and so heat went up perhaps a little bit more than you might have done otherwise. Way more salt. Way more salt. Yeah. I'm not a big uh, salt person, and when I saw Kendra salting it, I was like, oh, what, what is this? It's too much salt. <laughs> wow. Well, I think, okay. I always think of—I think it was something that Emil wrote, like, TBT in, like, an issue in, like, 2016 or something. There was, like, a little side blurb, and it seared in my mind, and it said, you should salt your meat like you salt your driveway. Like you should, it should Whoa. look like you salt your sidewalk what in the winter. What state do you live in? Uh, yeah, and I, like as a Californian, I was like, what could that mean? Yeah. Um, but then I moved to Illinois for college, and now I fully understand what it means to have yeah. a salted sidewalk. And I think of that when I salt any protein. And don't skimp because you're just going to slip. You'll fall You're going to crack your head. Exactly. And yeah. that's why you got to salt your scallops. It's for safety. Kendra explained the reasons, and it all made sense. So Okay. Way more salt, getting the timing exactly right. Um, what was it? Two minutes, and mm -hmm. it seemed like the longest two minutes ever. I wanted to like you wanted touch to touch them. them and move them. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to move them. I wanted to do all kinds of things, and it was a very slow and very long two minutes. But we made it work. And now when I did do it myself at home, that two minutes was the fastest one ever because I was trying to do 10 different exactly. things at the same yeah. time. So that's what ah. happened. But that is why you got to set a timer. Yeah. Because, like, I do feel like I have a pretty good perception of time. And then I'm in the kitchen. And I don't know what anything is. But the clock is going to tell me the truth. And so I feel like it's important to have that timer going. Wow. Any other takeaways from your IRL experience? Um, oh, I, I bought, I actually ended up buying a new pan for yeah. it. Oh, um, really? Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was very excited. And so funny because it came, it's like a, a skillet and it has strict instructions about how to clean it and store mm. it. And I, my boyfriend has been forbidden from ever cooking with it <laughs> because I know he won't use it properly. So I was excited to use a new pan because after I saw what uh, Kendra used, I was like, I don't think my pans are good enough for this. What is it that you purchased? It's like metal looking or black looking? It's black. Okay, I think you maybe, and it came with instructions, which makes me think it's cast iron. Yeah, because cast it was iron like or black steel or something. Don't get it, um, like to to like heat it in the oven when you're like cleaning sure, it, and yeah. then put a, like a paper towel over yeah. it if you want to. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I think you have a cast iron now. Which yeah, is amazing. Which I, I should have. Welcome. I'm a growing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. I mean, there's no, there's no real substitute for seeing it, you know, and, you know, and then like doing it yourself. And I'm so glad you were able to provide that experience for her. It was really fun. Well, with that, shall we turn to the recipe you ultimately cooked at home in your new skillet? Yes. Yeah? Do you want to, uh, is there tape on this? We've got Are tape. Are we playing the tape? We're playing Play the no. tape. <laughs> Roll playing <the> tape. <laughs> I have made a decision about my scallops recipe. Uh, I will say it was very, very difficult because they did send me three really amazing recipes, but I did decide to go with the scallops and a sun gold tomato sauce. Tomato sauce. And there it is. Yes. That's great. I mean, listen, this was Kendra's to lose. It was. After like walking you through <laughs> right. scallop cookery right. in yeah. the test kitchen. And demanding that I be able to develop scallop recipes like once a month yeah. for the last six months. <laughs> Kendra, 
Before we get back to Rachel, can you please walk folks at home through the scallops and chorizo and tomato sauce? Absolutely. So first you season your scallops with salt, pepper, and smoked paprika. Sear them on one side over a high heat for two minutes, then take them off the heat so you can build your sauce in the same pan. You cook your chorizo until it's crispy and some fat has rendered out, then transfer the chorizo bits to a bowl, leaving the fat behind. The sauce comes together with blistered cherry tomatoes, sherry vinegar, shallot, and garlic. When it's nice and saucy, you add the chorizo back in with some butter. Then you add back in your scallops with the seared side up to cook through on the other side. You garnish with parsley at the end and a little bit more smoked paprika and served with a toasted baguette to soak up all that sauce. And so in this recipe, we're searing, we're sort of pulling to the side, mm-hmm. and then they're being nestled back into the sauce, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. I was nervous about that part. What about that? So I think after I, I did the kind of tutorial with Kendra, yours, I was like, oh, yeah, I, and I definitely will make that again. I, I was like, I, I can definitely do this after, after I saw it. So I did want a bit of a bigger challenge. And then when I took, so I took them out uh, t- to put place on the side and... There was actually one, I, I got seven scallops and, you know, the recipe was six. So I then made the, the rogue one, like like you, like Kendra showed me an edit. And it was so, so good. It was so delicious. And I was like, okay, are the rest going to be like that? Because they're going to be sitting on the side mm-hmm. and then I nestle them. Mm-hmm. And is that going to have the same effect? But I was worried that they would be undercooked on the other side because sure. of the, the nestling process. Your own runaway success with your errant seventh scallop forced you to reconsider if you'd be able to achieve <laughs> such heights with the remaining Six. Yes, that that's is correct. That's what we just did. We love it. Wow. I'm stunned. That's great. I mean, listen, the fact that you even had a bar, right, to like a, a new kind of threshold for what success could look like for yourself, and we're then holding that recipe accountable to it is already sounds like we're in a whole different universe. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, and I honestly had plans to make the other recipe even before today, but didn't have a chance at the weekend. But I'm definitely very like, oh, I'll cook the other recipe this weekend and think I'm just this great scallop cook now. I love it. <laughs> well, you, you are. Is the yeah, truth. no, you are. Well, I mean, what what's next? Definitely going to try just more of like the here are the scallops without mm-hmm. the sauce. It's just going to be the summer of scallops for me. I love it. <laughs> now, now where you've told me where to buy them. Yeah. I know what to ask for. I know what I'm looking for. And I'm hopefully maybe going to be going home uh, back mm-hmm. to Ireland, sorry, in a few weeks. So I'm going to be cooking scallops for the family and just showing, I love showing awesome. off. I'll be like, well, I was actually trained by Bon Appetit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm professionally I'm so trained. thrilled. <laughs> Before I let Rachel go and bask in her success, I had to know, how did her scallops measure up to the ones she and her boyfriend had loved at Hell's Kitchen? My boyfriend said, loved the recipe, delicious, but then said, they're not as good as Gordon Ramsay. Oh my God. Curse you, Gordon Ramsay. I will say what he is eating at Gordon Ramsay's is probably even more salt and even right. more butter. Butter and garlic, of course. Had been yeah. Well, we, okay. we would have gotten Gordon on the show, but he's, <laughs> he's busy yelling at somebody yes, right yeah. now Seriously. and cannot be disturbed. If you have a dinner emergency on your hands, write to us at dinnersos at bonappetit.com or leave us a voice message at 212-286-SOS1. That's 212-286-7071. You can find the scallop recipes mentioned on today's episode, garlicky buttery scallops, scallops and chorizo and tomato sauce, 
and lemony grilled scallops and blistered long beans on the Epicurious app brought to you by Condé Nast. Just search Epicurious in the App Store and download today. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a rating and review on your podcast app of choice and hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. Dinner SOS is a Condé Nast Entertainment original podcast. I'm your host, Chris Morocco. My co-host this week is Kendra Vaculin. Our producer is Michelle O'Brien. Peyton Hayes is our associate producer. Cameron Foos is our assistant producer. Jake Loomis is our studio engineer. Amar Lal makes this episode. Thanks to Gabe Kuroga for engineering help. Next week, Jillian called us for help using pantry staples to make delicious weeknight dinners. I'm in sweatpants or leggings or something, and I don't want to leave. When I close my laptop at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock, I don't want to go to the grocery store at that point to get something for dinner. The other people who have done this Dinner SOS, they did not get a hands-on <laughs> tutorial with with one of the, the test kitchen chefs. Well, I don't know, but I feel like, you know, in a perfect world, like maybe we would be able to do more of that. Maybe. As maybe he that's like stares down the producers. Like, I'm just like <laughs> you do a road show making maniacal eye contact with Michelle. <laughs> Hi, friends. I'm Cameron Rogers, mental health advocate, mom of two, content creator, and host of Conversations with Cam. This podcast is dedicated to having honest conversations, prioritizing your well-being, and reminding you that no matter what you're feeling, you are not alone. We'll discuss mental health maintenance, the ups and downs of motherhood, the trials and tribulations of life, and have a lot of fun along the way. Whether you are knee-deep in diapers or just trying to keep your sanity intact, this podcast is for you. Expect laughs, maybe a few tears, and hopefully some breakthroughs along the way. Make sure to subscribe and tune in for new episodes of Conversations with Cam every Wednesday morning.